0: Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Amen. How we doing in the house this morning? How we doing in the house this morning? All right. Can you honor the Lord for our worship team with your hands this morning and tell the Lord we're grateful? So amazing, man! What God is. There. Thank you, Carly. You know, you know. Thank you. Thank you. I. Uh, it's an honor. My name is Andrew. If you. Hey, 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 I have the honor of being the Connections pastor here at Faith Renewed, and uh, it's my honor this morning to be bringing you the word at the 11 a.m. Anybody ready for the word of God? You know, you hit moments in worship like that, and you're like, how do we go from here? But I thank God his scripture says we can go from glory to Glory from strength to strength, and uh, I just think what God just did in worship, if you were serious about giving him your yes, if you were serious about giving him your obedience, if you were serious about laying your life down, I think this message is for you. I think God has a timely word for you, whether you're visiting first time, and by the way, family, can you let our first time guests know that we love them? I want you to feel like family. If you haven't done so yet, we'd love for you to fill out a connection card at the exits as you leave. We got a little goodie bag for you, and we just love to love on you. No hassle, no strings attached. You know what I mean. Uh, but we believe God has a purpose for you, and we want to see that come to pass. Amen. And uh and, and like Adam said, our faith track is happening. So if you want to find out more about faith renewed, you can do so from four to five today and get a little bit to know about yourself and what God has packaged you with. And uh, begin to activate that for his glory. Amen. So uh let's go in to the word. Anybody got your Bible? Don't lead, don't, don't go to the battle without your sword. Now you gotta get your Bible. Let's go in the word to Matthew chapter 6. Got a little wo, got a little wo. Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to go in verse, we're going to start in verse 16 through 18 to begin with for our scripture. And we'll just kind of open it up here. And uh, we also have a live event taking place on the YouVersion Bible app. So if you go to more on your app there, and then click events, then hit events, you'll find Faith Renewed right there, and just you'll be able to follow along the verses and notes, and even take notes there. I encourage you to save that for your future use, and hopefully you dig back in the Word and get a little more, amen? Yes. If you got it, say, I got it. I got it. All right, I love technology, hallelujah. If you don't have it, we have it on the screens for you. Matthew 6, verse 16 says, and when you fast, this is Jesus speaking here, red letters. Don't make it obvious, as the hypocrites do. For they try to look miserable and disheveled, so people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth, that is, only, that is the only reward they will ever get. But when you fast... All right, so it's the distinction. All right, that's how they fast, but when you fast, comb your hair, mm-hmm. wash your face, and I'm gonna add a little something to Jesus' words. I should not do this. It may be a little heretical, but if we're in 2021, I'm gonna add, brush your teeth. <laughs> Tell to your neighbor, say, "Thank God you brush your teeth this morning." Thank God. And if you didn't, just say, don't talk to me for the rest of the service. Amen. Not just kidding. Just kidding. Comb your hair, wash your face. Andrew says, brush your teeth too. Verse 18 says, then no one will notice that you are fasting except your Father who knows what you do in private. And your Father who sees everything, say everything with me, will reward you. Amen. Turn to your neighbor. We're still in this series. Tell them, tell them. We're in this series. Say, we're in the Y series still. Tell them. We're in the Y series. And This morning, if the opening passage didn't indicate you what we're going to be talking about this morning, we're going to be talking about why fast. Turn to your neighbor and say, why fast? Why fast? Why fast? Why fast? Let's pray Let's go before the Lord in prayer. King Jesus, what you've already done in this room is enough. There's nothing I can do to add to nor take away from you, your glory, what you're doing in the hearts of your people in this room and those watching us online today. God, I'm asking you to do what only you can do in the next few moments that we have together that you would open up our ears. I pray that you would wake up your slumbering church. God, that you would wake us up to the hour that we're living in. And God, that you would just define for us clear purpose and what to do and strategy in this day. God, I just thank you for the honor and privilege of sharing this your word. And I pray that you would hide me behind the cross, Lord, that it be only you speaking and not my own words. In Jesus' name and everyone said, amen. Can you give Jesus one more hand clap of praise if you love him? Come on. So, why fast? And we, we—I uh, just was talking to Pastor Terry and kind of suggested this at him, and he kind of passed the baton to me and said, "You take it." And I said, "Fine, I'll run with it." And and but but just in digging, I just felt like it was both good and right for us to bring up this topic of fasting. This Sunday, especially in the season that we're in. Amen. How many know we're not where we were before? (laughs) The the days are gone where you could just kind of coast on by and get through and just live a good no-no. Things are getting intense out there. Amen. And uh, the reason why they're getting intense is because all of the earth is groaning and waiting for one man to split the sky on a white horse. And he's going to come back, and he's coming back soon. And uh, God is using all of these circumstances to do one thing, and that is to prepare his bride. I'm going to repeat that for the church who didn't hear me. God is using all these circumstances to do one thing, and that is to prepare his bride. If you are in the earth, when he comes back, guess what? He's going to do everything he has to to prepare you until he gets back. And I'm telling you, he is coming back. As a matter of fact, last week on God's calendar, a new year began. There was a Jewish New Year Monday last week. So turn to your neighbor and say, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy new year. We're all grafted in there. You know what I mean? Hallelujah. Thank God. But. I believe it's just a new time, and, um, and and just where we're going, I believe this topic of fasting is necessary to bring up, not only to bring up, but to practice in our life. I believe Jesus brought this up. In his first, this in Matthew 6, we're reading directly in the middle of his first public address, his first public teaching in his in his public ministry. You know what I mean? He he came, he was baptized by John the Baptist, he got up out of there, went directly into the wilderness to fast for 40 days, 40 nights, came out of that, grabbed a couple of disciples, grabbed them with him, and then a crowd started round coming around him. And as the crowd started gathering, he thought it was a great moment to go ahead and begin to address his kingdom. How many know God's come to establish his kingdom on the earth? Amen. And, And so in establishing God's kingdom, that's why he, in Matthew 6, in this passage, he differentiates how religious people fast and how kingdom people fast. When you're religious, you do things for others' approval. When your kingdom, you do things and nobody knows about it. Because it's not for our glory, it's for his. I'm not here to get anything out of it for Andrew. I want Jesus' name to be made known across the earth, to be made famous across the earth. Amen. And so, when Jesus is addressing this, in this portion of scripture, we call this the Sermon of the Mount. Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And in the Sermon of the Mount, it's kind of like... When the president gets up on TV once a year and does like a State of the Union address, you know what I mean? Like this is kind of like his state of the kingdom. If, it was, if he was preaching this morning, I told Pastor Terry, I think he'd be preaching why the kingdom of heaven this morning. You know what I mean? Like he'd be, he, he would submit himself to the series. He would come right in and just <laughs> go ahead and fit this all in. I, I got a word for y'all. I'm like, come on, the word is teaching the word. Oh, my God. You know? But I believe this is necessary for us because I believe I have a family in here who is not satisfied with life without Jesus. I believe I'm looking at a people and I'm talking to a people, even online, who is sat- is not satisfied with life without revival, life without miracles, life without signs, life without wonders. It's not for us, it's not for the believers because the Bible says, these signs shall follow them that believe. And so it's, if it's for me, how many know I want it? Yeah. If God has something for me, I want it. Amen. But why don't I have it? Why am I not walking in it? Why am I allowing the things around me to determine how I feel about the things within me? And this morning and Why Fasting? I love how Matthew 6 talks about fasting, but in Matthew 6, Jesus tackles three different things right off the bat. In Matthew 6, in the beginning, he talks about giving. I mean, no, it's good to give. Then right after giving, Jesus addresses prayer and how we should pray. Amen. And then he addresses fasting because I believe prayer and fasting go both together. I believe you can you can't do one without the other. You need both. They're both twin powers, you know what I mean? Like you got to have them both. Cuz if you're going to tell me I can't eat, I'm going to need to pray about that. Can I get a witness up in here? Right? But it's interesting that Jesus in this passage Uses the same phrase three times over, addressing giving, addressing prayer, and addressing fasting. It's so interesting that i just like, let's, let's look at them real quick. Matthew 6 and verse 4, Jesus says, Give your gifts in private, and your Father who sees everything will reward you. Then about prayer in Matthew 6 and 6, he says, But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. Then on fasting again, in verse 18 of Matthew 6, he says, Then no one will notice that you are fasting except your father who knows what you do in private. And your father who sees everything will reward you. And I'm just like, man, that's that's. Uh, You know know how you study scripture sometimes? You can just do so much digging and investigation. and, And this intrigued me because I just believe there is a reward that you can only obtain from God when you give. I believe there's a reward that you can only obtain from God when you pray. And I also believe that there's a unique special reward that you get and receive from God when you fast. Amen? That's one person who's received the reward. Anybody else? Anybody seen the blessing of God when you've given? And I'm grateful for this house that is a generous house, has a generous heart and gives. Last week we were able to give into a sister in this house, a daughter in this house. Amen? It was an honor to do so and partner with Jesus. And I know God is doing several things in several of your finances, your act of obedience in doing so. So much so, someone told me this week that they received a raise, a bonus in their, in their at work this week, unexpected, without, you know, that normally comes at the end of the year, unexpected, 150 times more than they gave on Sunday. Yeah. 150. <laughs> That's God's math. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And what I encourage them to do is take me out for a good steak one day. That's all I ask. Amen. You with me, PT? You with me? We're going. Amen. Amen. But I believe there's a reward. I I do. I I believe in the reward of heaven when we obey him in giving. I believe in the reward of heaven when we obey him in praying. I believe praying is essential to us. I mean, how are you going to say you follow a Jesus you don't talk to? Talk to me, somebody. How how are you going to say you, you follow a Jesus, but you don't even know what he says about you? You know, like, like we have to have a relationship, and the blessing of praying is relationship. It's, it's the reward. You get connection. You get devotion. All of a sudden, you hang with them. You fall in love with them. You want to be with them more. And then you hang around people who are doing the same thing you're doing. And, oh, my gosh, I want to do it more. And then all of a sudden, it spreads like wildfire. And then everybody that was complacent, everybody that was apathetic, all of a sudden begin praying around you. Because I believe in the reward of prayer. I also believe. I also believe in the reward of fasting. and I believe the reward of fasting is something you can't buy with money, which is favor with God. The reward of fasting, I believe, in Scripture, we see time and time and time again is favor with God. After a fast, all of a sudden, they obtain favor with God, and boom, God moved on behalf of that person. Every single time. And I don't know about you, but I'm living in an hour where I need God's ear about some things. I, I got some things. I I need him. I need to let him know, yo, 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 hey, I know I know this. Probably, probably you, you. This is probably you. 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 You already know. You know, like, hey, you. You probably. But this was happening here. This is a little too much down here. You know, like, come on. You didn't. You didn't tell me he was going to go through this. No, he did. He did. He said, in this world, expect tribulation. Well. Expect trouble. Why? Again, all of earth is waiting for one man to come back again. And so, if we take our eyes. Off of his return and place it on the situation, the situation gets crazy. It gets overwhelming. It gets, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? But if we place our eyes, the Bible says, look up your eyes unto the hills where your help comes from. Your help comes from the Lord, the maker of heavens and earth. If we look up and if we are expectantly hoping that man, he has never failed one of his promises. Not one of his word has ever fallen to the ground. If he said he's coming back, guess what? He is coming back back. back and this whole message is just a big invitation and a big call for us this week to fast as a faith family Tell the person next to you get ready to fast get ready to fast and my heart is really that my heart is really that you would be able to say man you know I can do this I, I got this that is not not that hard. Amen. But as we see, when Jesus is given these rewards, how many know, but when we fast, our primary reason, our why for fasting cannot be the reward. Forget the reward. Our why for fasting is not my point number one, because fasting is hungering for God. Fasting is hungering for God. Have you ever seen someone who has been spiritually hungry for Jesus? Some of you should say, that's me, that's me, I'm hungry. I want more. Amen. When you know someone who's spiritually hungry for Jesus, they could care less who's in the room when they're worshiping. They could care less. They don't care what song is going on. They don't care what key the song is in. They got their own song. They got their own dance because they are hungry for Jesus. And I believe Jesus is looking for this kind of hunger. But I believe this kind of hunger can't just happen on our own. It happens on the other end of fasting. Because our why for fasting is we want to get closer to Jesus. We want to align our hearts with his heart. We want, we, want to, we want to just get everything out of the way so that he can flow right through us, purely, unadulterated, without me trying to get in the way. Yeah. That's why this morning, surrendering and laying it down was critical for the rest of this week. I like how Jehovah Sneaky just done did that for us already. Yeah. That's one of God's names that I made up, you know what I'm saying? Because he'll sneak up on there. Yeah. hey Showing up will. Matthew 5 and 6, Jesus says this right in the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessing. There's a blessing and a reward. Come on, somebody. For the hungry. Hunger looks like something. Hunger schedules their life around their hunger. Come on. The hungry people schedule their life around what they're hungry for. And in this season, we got to get more hungry. I don't know about you, but I want to see God break through. I was just in worship this, this, this morning right here in this service, and I mean, I was just pleading Jesus for blood-washed America again. Oh, God, that you would wash America in your blood. Whew. That there would be a revival and awakening that you wouldn't be able to tell where it's happening, how it's happening, what, where, what's happening. That's happening everywhere at the same time because we're on the same page and we're going after the same Jesus. But hunger is also a sign of health. How many mamas know when your baby don't want to eat? Mm-hmm, you already know my my baby don't want to eat something ain't right. Mama get on medical nurse mode. Do you know what I mean? What's going on with you? Baby won't poop, baby won't pee. What is going on? You you won't eat. Amen. When 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 you're not hungry, something's wrong on the inside. The, yeah, the front row cash. Did anybody else? Uh, When you're not hungry, something is wrong on the inside. And also, when you're too mature and you're still wanting to be spoon-fed. I I just dropped in my spirit just then. I can take no credit for that. When you think Sunday morning is just a spoon-feeding session, just to get you through because you're not doing what you got to do Monday through Friday. This is not just a hey, that's just spoon feed you a little. No, this is a you grab it, you take it home, and you divulge it, you grab it, and you take it, and you grow with Jesus in it. This is this world, Sunday, every Sunday morning we gather together. This is an equipping place. We're here to equip you to win the victory in your life over the enemy. Amen. Don't don't we ain't spoon feeding nobody up in here, amen. But also, I also also love how hunger moves us outside of our comfort zone. Hunger in the Bible looked like the woman with the issue of blood. Moved outside of her comfort zone, said, I'm not suffering with this thing anymore. Not one day, if he's walking by, if he's in my presence, if I can be in his presence, if all I need is one touch, if he is who he says he is, I'm going to go after him. And she had to break religious norms. She had to break societal norms. She had to break the rules because her hunger said so. Hungry people look like something. Look like people getting outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. Hungry people look like husbands and fathers in their homes, lifting up their voice in their homes, declaring the word of the Lord. I believe this week we're going to establish family altars in our houses, houses of worship, houses of prayer, houses of intercession, times where we turn off everything and we focus on Jesus. Because how many know if you do it, your kids will follow? That's for the parents in the room. Amen. 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 But I love how we see in scripture time and time again. That physical obedience brings spiritual release. Spirit, uh, physical obedience brings spiritual release. In Exodus in Mos- with Moses... When they were facing the enemy and they were outnumbered, God told Moses, raise your hands and I will give you the victory. If you keep your hands lifted, I will give you the victory. And how many know the story? As Moses raised his hands, the army that was overwhelming, all of a sudden, they didn't just have people in the battlefield. They had all of the angels' armies of heaven fighting with them on the battlefield. And they that were few became many because the host of heaven backed them up. Because the physical act brought a spiritual release. And the minute Moses' arms got tired and began to fall, all of a sudden, the enemy began to gain territory again. And they realized, remember what God said? Go prop his arms up. All of a sudden, boom, two men came behind him. All of a sudden, God gave them victory. Why? Why? Because a physical act of obedience brings spiritual release. Fasting, like we said earlier, should always be combined with prayer. Why? Because prayer connects us to God and fasting disconnects us from this world. Prayer connects us to God and fasting, what it does, it disconnects us from this world. I don't know about you, but we need a little disconnection from the world around us. You had to to tell me twice. I'll turn it off right now, right there. Amen. Because in order for us to see what we want to see and see what even no eye has ever seen, we're going to to do some things that we've never done before. And if we're going to fast, we're going to do this thing this week. We're going to disconnect from the world and we're going to connect to God. Amen. My second point is this about fasting. Fasting exposes distractions. Fasting exposes distractions. Joel 2, 12 and 13 says, That is why the Lord says, Turn to me now while there is time. I'm telling you, when the time has run out, you don't got no time left. That's deep for some of y'all in here. But while there is time. While time is still on your side, turn to me now. Give me your hearts. Come with fasting, weeping, and mourning. Verse 13 says, don't tear your clothing in your grief, but tear your hearts instead. Return to the Lord your God, for he is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry, and filled with unfailing love. He is eager to relent and not punish. Anybody grateful for a God that has unfailing love? And this God, with his unfailing love, is asking his people again in this hour through Joel's mouth this morning, saying, turn to me now. Give me your whole heart. What Adam was saying earlier was so prophetic. I'm telling you, the worship that was happening in this room was not born out of emotion. It was born from the spirit of God. How do you know it brought breakthrough to so many of you in this room? And you'll never be the same again in Jesus' name. But God is saying again, turn now, surrender, give it all. Why? Because distractions don't happen on the outside. We can't just, okay, I'll give you my social media. No, you could care less about your social media. He wants your heart, He wants your whole life, He wants all of your yes. We're just saying, I will love you with my yes and with my obedience. But the thing with distractions, this is what distraction actually is, defined. Distraction is to draw or direct something such as someone's attention to a different object or in different directions at the same time. Isn't that like the enemy? To try to dif- tra- distract us. I wonder what happened if you would just look at the is- some of the issues in your life as just a big distraction. Let's just call it what it is. It's not an issue. It's a distraction. And I submit to you, you don't need to pray about it. Just lay it down. And when we fast, God doesn't deal with the outside of us. He wants to deal with the inside. He wants to deal with the things nobody else sees. He wants to deal with the side of you. You won't let nobody else see. Why? Why? Because when he begins to change you from that place on the inside, all of a sudden what happens on the outside reflects what's happening on the inside. And all of a sudden you're going through hell, but yet you have a peace. You you don't even know why. (laughs) Amen. Distractions happen at the heart level. But I love how we can turn today to Jesus. Amen. And I love how in Joel 2, After God releasing this command to his people to fast, to come with mourning and weeping and just, thats I think that's just a little bit more of what hungry looks like, right? Hungry looks like those who just are weeping over the condition of their heart and just mourning and saying, Jesus, I need more. I have to have more. I can't stay where I am. But I love how my last point here is that fasting releases the power from heaven. Fasting releases the power from heaven. And in Joel 2, right there in the same chapter, after giving the decree for the fast, Joel 2.25 says, this is one of my favorite verses right here. Then the Lord says, I will give you back what you lost. (laughs) Oh, that should have been a better amen on that one right there. That's not me saying it. That's your God saying it. He's saying, I will give you back what you lost and more in Jesus' name. Then verse 28 says, dead after doing all those things, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. In those days I will pour out my spirit on servants, men and women alike. I love how God's timing and and everything, because right now we need power from heaven. More now than ever, I believe we're going to see God show up like we never have before. And I love how, man, if you study revival history, you'll see revivals and awakenings happen in the nations and even in our nation at the most crisis of moments of history. And there's just something with persecution and crisis that mixes with a hungry people that causes the bride to awaken, to stand up, to fast, to pray, to believe God. And God begins to release his power from heaven. I believe the fasting this week, we're going to shift things in the White House. Well, it's not political. No, Jesus ain't political. We're going to shift. We're going to ask God to shift things. Amen? Not just in the White House. How about whatever in Afghanistan is happening? Whoever the leaders, we'll pray God shifted over there. Shifted in China and across the nations of the earth. Come on, just because we're in America, life ain't all about America. We got nations. God said, I will give you the nations as your inheritance. Come on. God doesn't have just America. He has nations on his mind. But who's going to fast? Who's going to believe? Who's going to pray it in to, to happening? It happens when we connect with him and we disconnect from the world. God begins to release his power as we fast. I'm believing even personally for you this week, God's going to begin to release his power from heaven. I'm believing this week we're going to see healings happen. I'm believing this week we're going to see family restoration happen. I'm believing this week that we're going to see debt canceled. We're going to see God move across every need. Why? Because he loves us. Why? Because a physical act releases spiritual blessing. Every time. We need some heavenly assistance, man. Yeah. How many know where God wants to take you, you can't take you? You need God to take you where God wants to take you. Yeah. And that means He leads, we follow. That means I don't have control of the ship, He does. Some of you this morning, your prayer needs to be God, I let go, of control. I let go. I don't got it figured out, I let go. Why? Because he wants you to trust him. Do you trust Jesus? All the way. Well, I don't know if I can trust him. Well, has he failed you before? <laughs> Amen. September 11th, 2001. Anybody remember that name? Probably one of the most devastating days in America's history. This weekend's crazy. That's the twentieth anniversary of it already. I, I just can't believe I'm, I'm. I can't believe I'm not that old. I don't think I am. Golly! But if you had a conscience at September 11, 2001, you know where you were when you found out. You remember, and I won't tell you where I was because I don't want to make nobody feel old. You know what I'm saying? But I was in the sixth grade. Amen. I was in the sixth grade. I was in the sixth grade. <laughs> Amen. And how many know that changed my whole sixth grade year in history? Amen. Every project was about 9-11. And grabbing everything out of the Greenville News, we could clip paste onto a board to present as a project. Y'all remember that? Amen. But I also remember September 12th. September. September 12th. Uh, We remember September 11th, but let's also remember September 12th. September 12th, we saw America be America again. Under the greatest crisis and devastation, nobody had answers for how it happened, why it happened. None of that mattered. All we cared about was each other. All we cared about was our neighbor. All we cared about was loving them, making sure they're okay checking on them. How are they, their family doing? I remember black going over to a white neighbor's house and saying, are you okay? I remember Hispanic going over to others' houses. That, no, no, I re- it didn't matter. It didn't matter race. It didn't matter color. It didn't matter what, how much money you had them. It didn't matter. What mattered is, are you okay? And I saw people serving each other I remember the churches being filled. I even remember just the sense and just the, the just awesome presence of God in those services. I remember being in church the rest of the week. We have, we called a prayer meeting every night. We had no one else to do. We are just crying out to God, opening up the church. Let families who were grieving come. But I believe God wants what He did on that day. I believe God wants to do from here until eternity. With what's happening in Afghanistan again 20 years later what's happening in our nation the nations of the earth how many know we're in a time where we need to pray and we need to fast we need some God answers and some God solutions stand up on your feet with me so this week family we're going to fast we're going to fast from Monday through Friday this week and if you're pregnant or if you're nursing, of course, <laughs> we're not expecting you to join us. But we ask for that you consider praying with us this week. If you have other health concerns and you say, you know, I can't, can't fast. We're not, we're not saying you have to do a specific fast. we are just ask the Lord, what can you do? Just ask the Lord, what can you do on fasting? Can you give up breakfast? Can you give up dinner? Can you give up lunch? Whatever. But as you give up that meal, just remember: if it's, don't just give up the meal. Pray during that time. And this week, we're going to have some prayer focuses on our social medias. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and we're gonna we're gonna give you some directives each day for how we, as a corporate body, are going to be believing and some topics we're going to be praying for together. Amen. And uh, and as we do that. I also want you to include things that you're personally believing for. Some things that you're believing God to do. Anybody believing God to do some things in their life? And I believe, as we agree, I believe there's power in agreement. Uh, I believe that as we agree and touch and, and agree in the spirit, I believe God's going to begin to release his power on our behalf. Amen. And so what's awesome is we will conclude our fast by hosting our city in this room on Friday night. The invitation for Friday night is not just for this church, it's for the body of Christ in this city. And there will be pastors and leaders grabbing the microphone and praying and interceding with us from other churches. And together the body will be one, crying and praying the prayer of Jesus, O oh Lord, make us one as you and I are one. Because the only way We defeat the devil in this hour, as if the church gets organized and gets together in unity. How beautiful is it when the brothers dwell together in unity? Amen. So this is the call this morning. The call is this: I want to pray with all of you who say, "You know what, Pastor Andrew, I want to agree with the body. I'm going to step in and I want to fast with you this week from Monday." Through Friday, we had you know almost the whole service in the first service. Even now, we want to invite you. This is an invitation. This is no condemnation. But if you're saying, God, I'm going to step in in this place of prayer and fasting, I want to, I want you to come to the altar now and say, this is you. I love seeing husbands and men leading the way. Come on, somebody. Come as close as you can to the front. I'm sure there'll be most of, most of that will come behind you. If you say, you know what, I'm going to fast this week. I'm going to pray. I'm believing for breakthrough. I need God more. I'm hungry. I don't want nothing. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not satisfied with my life and where it is. But I'm going to agree in fasting this week. The reason I ask you to come forward is, and I love seeing teenagers come. I remember being a teenager, 17 years old, at Jailman High School, skipping lunches with a buddy, fasting and praying, believing God to move in our high school. I believe he heard those prayers. We saw people baptized in the Holy Ghost, healed. It was awesome. At Jailman High School, revival, great. I believe God honors that. But also I'm gonna ask you teenagers to submit to your parents, what can you do? Your, Your parents know you best, amen. But I just love the agreement of the saints. And as we finish this song, this is what I want us to do. I want us to really consecrate our hearts before the Lord in this time and tell the Lord, here I am. I want to give you everything, give you my life. I consecrate my heart, and I believe as we cry out right now, as we open up our hearts and open up our mouths in prayer, I believe God's going to come and bring his strength. I believe there's a, one of the points I didn't get to pray, I believe there's a grace when we fast. I believe there's a supernatural strength that he will get you through. If you say yes to it, he's going to get you through it. Amen. So just lift up your hands right where you're at and let's just begin to consecrate our hearts and begin to pray to the Lord, Lord, to just just cleanse us, just begin to prepare our hearts and make our hearts ready for this commitment of five days fasting corporately. God, we are hearing your call, God. We hear the call from heaven for us, God, to unplug with the world and to connect with you. God, and I just pray, God, over this family, God, my faith family who was in agreement with me at the altar this morning. God, even those watching online that is in agreement with us. Father, I pray that the hosts of heaven would come down and strengthen each son and each daughter, Lord. Lord, I pray, God, for breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough like never before, God. I thank you. I hear the Lord saying this fast, God, I'm gonna break cycles that have been in your life. Cycles are gonna be broken this week in the name of Jesus. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a like lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.